Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Yes, let's get planning. Thank you, Cara Lee. I am Alicia, the host of this show. I am a professional big mouth. I don't know. It's really weird when we get asked, when people say, what do you do? What do you do, Alicia? And uh, we're at some sort of function or something. I always struggle as to which hat or what career I should talk about. Because here's my thing, my lovely bride chillers and groom chillers. It is sometimes funny to watch guys' reactions when I say, oh, well, in the daytime, I work in TV. And they're like, oh, really? What do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm usually working in producing, but at the moment I'm working in development. And then I say, but I'm also a podcast host. And then you watch the guys go, oh, well, I love, I love podcasts. They're amazing. And then you go, and they go, what are you podcast about? And I want to go, what do you think it's about? Because... I don't know. I don't know what they expect. But when I say weddings, I just watch their little disappointed faces. And then they just try and back out of the conversation. Most of them. Some of the guys go, I'm getting married or I know someone's getting married. But I think they just want me to say it's a hardcore gaming sex porno podcast. I don't know what they want. But wedding podcasts generally isn't the uh, answer they want. But now I've got significant other as well. So I might say I host a relationship podcast. Maybe you should listen if you think you want to listen to a podcast about hardcore gaming porno. Don't know. A very big thank you if you are listening the week of this podcast going out. A big thank you to all the people who have entered so far my 200th episode birthday thank you competition. I've had so many lovely entries and so many congratulations this week. Thank you very much for listening and supporting. I know a lot of you have gone back to episode one, no matter when you've gotten engaged. I get so many emails from people saying, I have binged. You're like the Netflix of podcast. So that is fair. And you don't all speak like that, clearly. It's very flattering that you take the time and you want to spend that much time with me. Honestly, Rich is married to me and I doubt he wants to spend 200 episodes. How many hours is that? I don't even want to, I don't want to tell you that because you might be horrified. A lot of time you spend with me. And for that, I'm stoked. And you're all my mates. Also, I am delighted that some people are taking me up on the, more than some, actually, I've been getting quite a few lovely inquiries about my availability for the Bride Chiller one-on-one. That is my new, well, it's, I don't want to say coaching because that makes it sound really professional and uh, boring. What it is, it's a consultation. It's one-on-one time or you can bring your partner. Some people have been writing saying, can we do it as a couple? Yes, of course you can. Will you meet with me on Skype or FaceTime if you're a Google person and we go through some challenges. We maybe talk about your planning And things, a lot of people have been writing saying, I just didn't want to leave a voicemail because I didn't want to air some of my stuff with everyone, which I think is totally cool. So thank you to those who have inquired and booked sessions. At the moment, I am only taking bookings for the evenings in the UK and the weekends because I'm currently under contract with my day job. So in the future, I would like to be offering a bit more of a broader range of times. But I've also got to record this podcast edit the other podcast 
and talk to my husband. So I apologize if your slot isn't available. Get in touch. I'm sure I can be a little bit flexible if you are really struggling with booking a time. But I'm loving the feedback and I can't wait to start our sessions and get it all happening. It's very exciting. Thanks for trusting me. Thanks for wanting to talk with me. Right, today is Q&A Thursday. This is when I ask you to send in questions, conundrums, issues, thoughts, tips, everything surrounding weddings and relationships and this sort of sometimes stressful time in your life. And it's always great to hear the very diverse and broad range of communications that you send me. I wanted to start today with a message from Nell. Now, Nell actually wrote me an email attached to it. So I thought I'd share this before I play the voice message. She says uh, that she's from Jamaica and she lives in Scotland and she has an English groom. They've been together for a decade and they are planning a destination wedding in Jamaica. She's very frustrated with the best man. So she said in the voicemail, she didn't mention that they have been planning the wedding for two years and the best man has known all along where the wedding was and when it was going to be. So that is some background for you, and uh, I would like to introduce the voice message right now, looking at flights for the day. Hi, Alicia. It's uh, Nell. I'm getting married next month um, in Jamaica. It'll be it'll be amazing. It's it's going to be a it's a, a, a lot a smaller wedding than planned. I think there's going to be probably less than fifty people, and uh, originally. Um, about a hundred and odd people were invited, but you know, Jamaica's quite a long way for people to come, and it's quite expensive, especially at that time of year to travel. I've been chilled. I've been a you know, I've mostly been a bride chiller um, for for the most part. I've been you know, stressed here and there um, with um, certain aspects of planning the wedding, um, mainly down to people. And uh, one of the people that's uh, the sort of main um, uh, crux of this um, frustration is the best man. The best man has not booked his ticket. Who felt that one coming? What is with these guys? Honestly, I don't want to be putting best men into best men boxes because that is unfair. There are a lot of very solid best men. But there is something that I've been seeing a bit of a pattern in, and that is shonky best men who don't get this shit together. And I find them disappointing. My biggest fear is that he's not coming. And it's sad and horrible because none of the group, none of um, my hubby to bees, none of his friends, you know, the same close knit group people I've, I've mentioned in the past will not be there. Um, and we were really banking on the uh, right best man to come, but um, seeing as though he hasn't um, booked his ticket, foregone conclusion that, you know, he's sort of just left us in the lurch, really. So that's um, the main point of my stress. I'm I'm a lot more stressed about it than my other half. I'm <laughs> He, um, while he, you know, I, I just I get you know frustrated and express my um, anger out directly um, while he's a bit more chilled about it and will probably you know kick a football or something. But um, I'm just wondering if um, the event that he's not coming 
what advice would you uh, give in terms of you know, who could give the so-called best man speech? I was thinking his sister, who's my bridesmaid, or even his dad. I think um, I think more than likely his sister, since she's already involved in the wedding. But uh, the other thing I want to ask is, um, I, I want to clear the air with, well, I think he needs to clear the air with his best man, because it's a really shitty thing that he's done, in my, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, please, I, I'd like to know what you think. Um, love your podcast. I'm a religious follower. I think I'll be listening to it after I get married. Um, but yeah, love you. Happy days. Oh, Nell, my heart is breaking for you. And just the fact that it's a situation where if the best man could have just said, I don't know, even two weeks ago, listen, I am struggling. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I'm so sorry. This would all be okay. It wouldn't be great, but at least you'd know where you stood. And the fact that he, and maybe it's just because he's a bloke, he's just a man who isn't very good at communicating, has put it off and for some reason hasn't booked the tickets and maybe it's a financial thing. But as you said in the email to me, he has known for a number of years. It's not like you've just booked a wedding in three weeks and said, could you come to Jamaica, please, mate? So that's disappointing in itself. I don't know what this guy's like and I don't want to be making assumptions. And as you've said, he's a really good mate of your groom and it feels sad that he hasn't made the effort. Now, coulda, woulda, shoulda is what I'd say. I could sit around and bash him as much as the next person, but that's not going to really solve a problem. I do agree with you. Firstly, if your uh, groom and his sister get along really well and she's already a part of the wedding, that might be a really nice thing to have her make the speech. And also, it just shows the solidarity of family and, uh, well, which, you know, it sounds like you've got, not everyone does, but also the fact she's a part of the wedding crew, it means that you aren't, bringing someone else in at the last minute and making them feel weird or you feeling weird because this guy isn't coming, it might be nice. And it sounds like they get along well. So that could be a solution. Also, you mentioned his dad. I think there's lots of people that have best men as their father and it's quite charming and delightful. And if they get along well and he would tell a good speech, I think that's really nice. Also, mentioning a speech, I think you would need to be getting onto them quite quickly after you have put the, uh, I was going to say put the best man to bed, but that sounds like completely the wrong thing to say. But if once you've put that all to bed, then maybe it's good to have a conversation with the person that your lovely groom chooses and just ask them if they're happy to do the speech. Because the best man, best woman, best person speech is a biggie and you want to make sure they've got time to prepare. Gosh, I'm disappointed now. I'm just disappointed that I hit, There are people in your life, and I think we can all sit here and think of one person that would do exactly what's just happened to you. And maybe not in a wedding situation, but who would let you down. But you know in your heart they're not bad people. They're not doing it to be vindictive. They're not doing it to make a point. It's not on purpose. They're just either slackers or really not very good with having open communications. They're a bit awkward or they're yes men and they'll say, or women, and they will say yes to things and they're really enthusiastic, but deep down in their heart, they know they won't be able to do it. I think we can all sit here and imagine that person in our lives. And it just sucks that now he is the person that has sort of pulled that out and has let you down. And also because it's a destination wedding, it's not like you can ring up another mate. Well, it's probably unlikely. 
and get him replaced or move it on. It's a big ask. So he's sort of put you in an unfortunate situation where you can't really fix this very quickly and easily. And I feel sad for your groom as well that he's got a mate that's let him down like that. And again, this is not a judgment call on the circumstances surrounding why he's not coming. It's more just, I would have respect. I don't even know this guy, but I know bride chillers and groom chillers are probably going to agree with me that if he had just stepped up and gone, listen, this is really disappointing. I'm disappointing. I'm disappointing myself, but I can't come for whatever reason, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm not blah, 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 his reason. I'm just saying whatever his reason is then you can fix it. But the fact he hasn't communicated is really annoying. I agree. I think you should get them in a room. Now, guys communicate differently to us, most of them. I've written about this before, about this way that men communicate. Sometimes guys aren't willing to sit down and go, listen, mate, the way you talked, I really hurt my feelings. What you said really hurt my feelings. Uh, Often they don't do that. And again, this is a generalization. Some guys will punch on. Some guys will sit around and go, yeah, mate, I'll I'll greg you and have a cry about it and move on and say, I love you, mate. Um, It's very Australian. That that was very Australian. But other men just bury it deep and then 55 years later at a barbecue, they'll say, listen, the fact that you fucking didn't turn up to my wedding broke my heart and I've carried this with me for the last 55 years. And then I will have a discussion. But I do think, and if Dr. Lindsay Beery was here, what would Dr. Lindsay Beery do? I need one of those little Jesus wristbands. What would she do? I think she would say that it would be very healthy before this wedding for them to have a conversation. And maybe it's not for you, and I don't mean not for you to get involved, but maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe it's about your partner sitting down with his mate and you maybe organizing for them to be together and having the conversation and then leaving because you don't want to be getting involved and having this like, oh, so your missus is here and she's saying this and uh, blah, 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 blah. You want it to be between them and hopefully they can sort it out. Now, I'm disappointed, but I'm elated that you are getting married in Jamaica. Woo-woo-woo! Oh, I'd love to go to Jamaica. Looks amazing. And I've heard Jamaican weddings are pretty off the chart. Pretty fun. So congratulations. Please don't let this incident with the best man mar your amazing celebrations i think it's wonderful and uh, that you're celebrating your culture and heritage and introducing hopefully some brits to some amazing jamaican food and i know you guys like to party so enjoy it thank you for being a devoted listener and i love you and i wish you all the best and please listen to significant other i know you're going to enjoy it have you entered the 200th wedding? I was going to say 200th wedding anniversary. Jesus. 200th episode anniversary competition. Should have named that better. If you haven't, you're missing out because you could win an incredible array of amazing prizes from Borrowing Magnolia, Menguin.com, Bride Chiller, that's me, Vow to be Chic. Happily Ever Borrowed and Singles Table, they are all contributing amazing prizes. Like this stuff is full on and amazing. I'm delighted to be sharing it with you. All you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com slash rental because they are all amazing shared economy rental companies where you can rent wedding attire, accessories, and take part in their techie things and also save yourself a bunch of cash. 
Really, you can. Now, it is literally just pissing down outside. If you can hear it, I have no way to stop it. We decided to make my studio have a window, which is great, but not always great for sound. And it's a summer rain. We literally haven't had summer. But anyway, I'm so happy that you are getting involved and getting taking part in this. As I said, thank you so much for the people that have already entered. And uh, you've got a couple more days if you are listening to this on Thursday when the episode is released. If not, you've missed out. Sorry, there'll be another competition soon. That sounded so insincere. That was not insincere. I just meant I don't want to waste your time. If you're listening to this in the back catalogue and it's the year 2022, you're like, fuck, I don't care. That competition's gone. Forget it. Move on. Hey, Alicia, it's Sarah. Uh, This is a follow-up to an email I sent you a while back. Um, I was hesitant to leave a voicemail because I think like many people, uh, I think my voice sounds super weird on voicemails, but here it goes. Hello, have you heard my voice? I'm picking up no weirdness. Sarah, you sound perfectly delightful and gorgeous and coherent. Uh, I love your show and I'm a huge fan. I listen to it while I'm getting ready in the morning. Uh, My fiancé and I got engaged back in February, about three months ago, uh, and wedding planning's been going pretty well. Um, Plans have been going super smoothly, and I actually just purchased my wedding dress last week, which was super exciting. Um, There's one challenge that I've been running into, though. Uh, My best friend passed away about a year ago, uh, and her absence has been especially noticeable, I think, during the wedding planning process. Um, I miss her a lot, and it's been kind of hard doing this without her. Um, the biggest challenge I've run into is with my friends and family uh, commenting about my bridal party size. Um, I've always planned on having a pretty small bridal party, and I'll be having um, two bridesmaids and one male bridesmaid, bridesman, I don't know. Um, since my best friend's passing, uh, I was originally planning on having three bridesmaids plus the bridesman, but now I'm down to two. Um, I've had a lot of comments about the small size of my bridal party and the fact that my fiancé will have more groomsmen than I'll have bridesmaids, which I really don't care about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we're all thinking it. And if we're not, get with the progs. What the fuck is going on? You have lost your friend. Your friend has, has died. This is genuinely heartbreaking and you are so cool. And I mean this with such respect. You are so perky and upbeat and bloody going for it, and how dare anyone comment about this? Can I just say that firstly? Sarah, I'm really disappointed in whoever's making these comments because who gives a fuck to start with? Sorry for the language. Feel passionately about this. It's strange that the people give themselves permission to make comments about things they know nothing about and have no real understanding in the fact that that's quite hurtful. I think that's quite hurtful. Carry on. Sorry to interrupt, like genuinely. Ugh. Uh, I just want people, you know, who I care about and who I love to be with me when we get married. Um, and I've expressed these feelings to my friends and family, but it keeps coming up. Uh, how can I explain that our unequal bridal parties, you know, doesn't really matter to me? So people will hopefully stop asking about it. Um, I'd love your opinions or any suggestions. Um, I have one more question. I want to be able to do something kind of small at the wedding um, to remember my best friend and a lot of the things that I've seen on Pinterest and people that I've talked to um, about memorials at weddings just don't really seem appropriate. Um, They seem, you know, kind of down and kind of boring, Uh, maybe more appropriate for a grandparent who died. Um, You know, she was super young, super fun. I just don't want to do something that doesn't seem 
you know, appropriate for the person that she was. Um, so I would appreciate any suggestions. Um, thank you again for the podcast. It's definitely been one of my favorite parts of the planning process so far. Uh, and it's made it kind of feel like I'm planning with a friend when I listen to you. Um, so I hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye. Sarah, I wanted to apologize for my aggression before your last bit of talking. I just got really annoyed that people get so busybodied about things. And the fact that a bridal party is uneven in numbers really just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I just want to make a T-shirt that says it just doesn't matter. Build a bridge. Get over it. A very good question you asked about the memorials or the idea of remembering a friend that is no longer with us at a wedding. And you are right. I did a bit of a Google and there's a lot of old lady, old man stuff, which is fine because a lot of us have lost grandparents and older people. But there isn't a lot that relates to losing a younger friend like yours, Sarah. So I think we need to get a bit creative. I'm very aware, and I've spoken about this before, about people going, and this is going to sound incredibly disrespectful, but go with me, OTT on the dead people stuff at weddings. Because it is sometimes really hard to get out of that funk when you start thinking about someone that's not there anymore and how they should be there. It can become really emotional and emotive. And it can be a Debbie Downer for you, not even talking about the other people at the wedding. And I think there should be a way for you to respectfully remember that person in your own personal way. And I'm not saying don't acknowledge them publicly, but you don't want to get really upset. Maybe you do. Gosh, this is coming out all wrong. You don't want it to be the biggest part of the day when I'm sure those people that you're remembering would want you to be having a nice time and remembering them in a happy way. So I suppose my point is it's trying to find a way that's very uh, respectful and lovely and find a way that remembers your friend without you, obviously because this is quite new, without it being a huge dent in your day. Gosh, I hope I haven't sounded like a dick. So some of the ideas I've seen which aren't too naff because we don't want naff ideas on the Bride Chiller podcast. It's all about fun, interesting, unusual ideas without being too cray. I think there are nice ways to present photographs of you and your friends together. I've seen, and this this could be naff if you presented it in a naff way, but you won't because you're amazing. Someone had put together a photo table of all their family and friends or their friendship groups together and it's sort of like a nice way, and you can make it look funky, to have some photos of your beautiful friend with you together and maybe your friendship groups. It sounds like you all know each other. And uh, to have that somewhere in the wedding area that you can go and look at and people can enjoy. I also think if you have a piece of jewelry or something of hers, something that you could wear to keep it close to you is a really nice personal, that's what I was meaning about, a nice personal way that you can have her close to you. I've seen people leaving seats for people. I don't know if that's a bit... Oh, God. Is that, is that a bit naff? I don't know. Maybe it's not naff. But maybe it's a little... I was going to say sentimental, but this is a sentimental thing. Don't be too hard, Alicia. Also, I've seen people taking their bouquets and putting it on graves. Again, that's pretty hardcore. I don't know if we want to do that. I'm working through things with you at this very moment. So don't think I'm disorganized. I'm just riffing. Maybe you've got a song that you both used to dance to. You know, like, we always dance to Ray of Light by Madonna. 
my friend Duncan, our friend Duncan Bunny, uh, he has this thing with that song. He'd fucking kill me every time I talk about this. He's probably just going, Alicia, stop it. Because he's a beefy farmer from Tasmania. (laughs) And... uh, but that's the song that all our friends, if we're at a wedding or a function and that song comes on, you have to dance. So maybe you've got a song like that that you had shared with your friend and you could play that on the night and that's a connection that you have with her. These are all just ideas. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. If I've said something you think's amazing, great. If I've offended you, well, don't be offended. Just move on. Final thoughts for you, Sarah. If people have a problem with uneven bridal parties, send them my way. I mean, genuinely send them my way. Play this and go listen. Get a life. Get a life. Love you. Hi, Alicia. It's Cassandra calling you from Toronto, Canada. I just want to take a second to say that I love your podcast so much. It's helping me stay sane amongst all the crazy. Uh, My wedding's not until next year, but there's been something that's sort of been on my mind for a while, and I don't really know what to do about it and it's very possible that you've answered it in another podcast I'm trying to catch up as much as I can Um, I found your podcast at the beginning of the year so I'm trying to listen to as many of them as I can Um, but my biggest worry is about uh, the the bridesmaid gifts I don't know what to get my bridesmaids I have three one of them is my fiance's sister One of them is my best friend from work, who's my maid of honor, and then I have my best friend from university, who actually lives across the country and is flying all the way over here for my wedding, which is amazing. But all three of them are so different, and I have no idea what to get them. I know a lot of people do jewelry, which I'm not super stoked about. Um, I just, I don't know where to start, and I don't, I think I need some ideas beyond the typical um, something that goes with their dress kind of thing. Um, I would love it if you could help me out. I'm really at a loss. and I don't really know where to start. Thank you so much for taking the time to answer my question. Happy days. And happy days to you too, Cassandra. Thank you for your call. I love talking about bridesmaids gifts because I'm a true believer that you don't need to be giving bridesmaids gifts. I know it's controversial. It's contro, but we get so wrapped up in giving everyone gifts for every fucking thing. Every is a gift and give another gift. It's a good gift. You know, last week on the Thursday Q&A question episode, again, very well handled there, Alicia, I talked about, we had a question from Hannah and Izzy, and I think it was, I want to say Hannah, who said about people contributing to honeymoon funds. And we played the clip from Sex and the City, where Carrie says, you know, I'm probably not going to get married, even though she does get married, spoiler, twice. But people, you know, I may not be receiving the wedding gift, And all I've been doing all my life with my friends is shelling out for gifts. And I think at one stage, something happened about, I don't know, five years ago, where this consumerist culture, and I'm not some pinko lefty. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I love going shopping. I love spending money. And I love stuff. But the wedding industry hooked on to this idea that we need to gift everyone for every fucking moment of this process. Again. Didn't need to sweat, but I feel very strongly about this. That we should be giving a gift for saying thank you for saying thank you. It's like the eternal thank you card. I mean, it just goes around and around. You're like, listen, there are key moments in this 
And I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't get your bridesmaid a gift, but also perhaps the gift is something like on my wedding day, I gave my bridesmaids little pashmina shoulder wrap things because they all wore their own black dress. And I wanted to give them something to tie in, but also because I knew it was going to be cold, uh, to put something over their shoulders. It was very simple. It was some sort of Aztec print because I wanted something a bit different. And I don't know if they took it home and just chucked it in the bin. I don't know. Never seen anyone wear them again, which is fine. No judgment. But they weren't very much money. They had purpose and they were practical. So I think this idea, what annoys me, is people giving people tat because they feel obliged to do that. When you go, here's this special glass that I got engraved. You're like, I don't want a fucking glass engraved in my name. It looks stupid. And it's only going to be used once and I'm going to put it in the cupboard because it doesn't match any other glasses. Or maybe you're like, I love this glass. I really enjoy it. I don't want to tap that just to prove I'm holding a glass, not just like a lunatic talking on my own, broken the microphone. Um, so look, my thoughts and feelings are you either go for something sentimental, like a book, something that's important to you, uh, Maybe you say, we're all going to go for a meal somewhere or buy them a really nice bottle of wine that they're going to enjoy. I'm, my point of this whole thing is buy them something that they personally will enjoy. This doesn't have to be a shopping expedition that's going to cost you hundreds of dollars or take you hundreds of hours of time. But it is nice if you're going to gift them something, to give them something they're going to use and enjoy. And I've helped you, not at all. I've just ranted and given you no actual advice. And if I were a better businesswoman, I should have immediately said, you should give them made chiller t-shirts to wear on the day and support the Bride Chiller podcast. But I didn't say that. I went on a rant about consumerism. And now I'm going to try and sell you something. Are you buying Bride Chillers out there? I always love your feedback. Are you buying your made chillers gifts? Do you have something magical and amazing that I haven't thought of today that you could share with lovely Cassandra and see what we can inspire her to purchase if she so wishes to purchase for her lovely bridesmaids. I still think booze. I mean, I love booze. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like an alcoholic. I love booze, but I love a good bottle of champs. There's nothing nicer than being given a bottle of champagne and you pop it in the freezer, get it nice and cold. And you pop it and you drink it and you enjoy it. And you go, oh, that was a classy drop. Because you don't always buy that for yourself. Just that's a very simple gift. It might not be. Maybe you're, maybe they're non-drinkers. They might be dry. I don't know. But again, off the top of my head, I would like to hear from you if you have suggestions of things that you'd like to buy that aren't what I would classify as tat. And you're like, what's tat, Alicia? I just mean stuff that you look at and you put in a drawer. Nothing that you can put in a drawer and not have any use for in the future. Enter my competition, the 200th episode, thebridechiller.com slash rental, and you will be a happy person. I'd like to thank Sarah, Cassandra, and Nell for writing to me and uh, well, sending me a voice message, more importantly. If you would like to send a voice message, if you would like to ask me a question, a burning question, you just need to visit thebridechiller.com and you will see a little menu item at the top saying contact, hit the button, and then you record. You can either record using SpeakPipe, which is a little box that pops up on the screen. It says hit the button and it will connect to whatever device you are using. It will connect to the microphone. You can record it and it auto sends the, the uh, file to me. Or you can simply 
talk into your phone. Record me an audio voice message on the phone. You know what I mean? Like an audio thing, a file. Fuck, you know what I'm trying to say. And email it to me, Alicia, A-L-E-I-S-H-A, at thebridechiller.com. What your task is, your homework this week, my pretties, is I would like to reach a whole bunch of new bride chillers and groom chillers. And the way I can do it, the best way I can do it is for your word of mouth. It's like a restaurant recommendation. You trust people when they go, that's a good restaurant. It's not as easy when they're looking online and me just going, listen to my podcast. It's great. And people are like, fuck off. Who are you? I don't care. But if you say it to your friend, it really helps. So my homework for you this week in my 200th episode week as a special birthday present to me is to spread the word about the Bride Chiller podcast. I couldn't even say the word. If you have seen me on Facebook Live, I've been asking if you can just like the post and perhaps share it. That would really help. If you see me on Instagram, leave me a comment. Tag someone in that you think might enjoy the content that I produce. I really love seeing you promote me. (laughs) The end. Oh gosh, what a larrikin. On Monday's episode of the show, a really important episode, I think, for just checking out vendors and making sure you are dealing with people that are legit. This episode is entitled Dress Mess, and it's all about three stories from Bride Chillers and uh, Nova also features from New Bride. She had a bit of an incident with her cousin being sold a wedding dress. Well, it was she was sold a wedding dress that was a couture gown, but it fucking wasn't. It was not a couture gown. My cousin Belinda, who you heard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, has also had a pretty nasty run-in with an Etsy seller, unfortunately, who has uh, dicked her around to no end. And the lovely Kate, who you'll be hearing in a couple of weeks, she is a Bride Chiller graduate who also had a bit of an issue with the dressmaker, uh, really putting some pressure on her a couple of weeks before her wedding day. I'm not doing this episode to be alarmist. I just think you need to be aware and really trust your gut when it comes to thinking if people might be dodgy or not. If you're getting a weird feeling, it's really interesting. The three of them, when I talked to the three ladies on the show, they all had weird feelings or just felt a bit off about something. And it's just interesting to go back, tune into what you're feeling and uh, also ask for references and testimonials. It's not a bad thing. It's part of business. Really looking forward to hearing your feedback. And if you have an issue with a vendor or if you have a story to tell and share with other bride chillers, because really this is how we empower each other. We get to learn about each other's stories and experiences. You send me wonderful suggestions of great vendors, great websites and apps to use. And, uh, you know, in this episode, I don't name any of these people. I'm not out to be a dick. But I do want to share their stories and their solutions to the problems because all of them have found solutions, which I'm happy about. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Hope you're enjoying the show. Leave me a review and happy days. 